you are listening to the Fresh Focus Podcast, where VA dietitian nutritionists are serving up health and wellness information for veterans and their families. In addition to being in clinic, chatting over the phone, or using Video Connect, we are increasing your access with this podcast, sharing bites of information from your dietitians when it's convenient for you. As the season changes, it can bring new life to our meals and cooking methods. In this series, we are boosting your barbecue with bold flavors and fresh ingredients. Although there may be an empty seat at the picnic table, representing veterans who are no longer able to speak their voice, we remember them as we enjoy warmer weather, sunshine, and summer eats. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Fresh Focus podcast. I'm Lauren, one of your Marion VA healthcare dietitian nutritionists. Today, I want to jump into the topic of herbs and how to grow herbs on your own at home. Herbs, especially the fresh variety, are sometimes an afterthought when it comes to meal planning and preparation. I know I'm guilty of leaving out fresh herbs from some of my recipes because I either didn't have them on hand or I thought they were too expensive to buy or I assumed I could easily substitute out their dried counterpart without losing flavor, which, in case you're interested, one tablespoon of fresh herbs is equivalent to about one teaspoon of dry. Even as a dietitian, I don't tend to give herbs the credit they are due, given their wonderful health benefits and their huge flavor profiles. Herbs have been used for thousands of years for their medicinal properties. Common examples today may include using lavender for relaxation and stress reduction, or using aloe vera for a cut, a scrape, or a sunburn. Some compelling research has been done about the health benefits of some of these herbs. For example, using mint for people who have gastrointestinal disorders, or using St. John's wort to help with depression. What makes these plants so powerful are something they contain called polyphenols. Polyphenols are a type of micronutrient that we get from plants that are protective against non-communicable chronic diseases, such as heart disease or cancer, and they can help reduce inflammation. That would be great. So, not only are you adding great flavor to your plate and your meals, but you're adding a wide array of health benefits as well. Because herbs add so much flavor to any dish, you really don't need to use as much salt and sugar. For example, I might have chamomile or peppermint tea in the evenings, and I don't typically add sugar to the tea because their flavor profile is strong enough on their own. This reduces the overall amount of sugar I have in my diet without compromising any flavor. The same can be done with salt. If you're trying to cut down on your salt intake, you might try adding some extra herbs to your meal, such as maybe cooking with some dill or basil you might find that the flavor is strong enough that you actually don't need salt at all. Now that you know that there are some great health benefits to herbs, let's discuss how to go about getting and keeping fresh herbs as long as possible. As I mentioned before, I used to be very inconsistent with using fresh herbs because I would forget to buy them or worry about their cost. Some herbs, such as parsley and cilantro, are very affordable to buy fresh, usually about 99 cents a bunch. The important thing to remember when buying fresh is to make sure to store them appropriately. Herbs that use the leaves and the stems of the plant, such as rosemary or thyme, need to be rinsed, patted dry, or spun dry using a salad spinner. 
Wrap the herbs in a damp paper towel and keep them in the refrigerator until you're ready to use. Some herbs will only last a few days like this where others can last for weeks. Because herbs do not keep for long periods of time, it's always important to purchase your herbs close to the time that you're going to use them. Or the best thing you can do is to grow your own herbs at home. You do not need to be an expert gardener to start your own herb garden. You also don't need a large yard or a ton of outdoor space. Although herbs do thrive in the ground, they can be grown in containers, both indoors and outdoors. If you're just starting out and you're a beginner gardener, a good place to begin is to purchase a few clay or plastic pots with well-drained holes in the bottom. These can be found for a dollar or two at your local supermarket. Try to choose a pot with at least an 8-inch diameter if possible. Please don't be afraid to use containers you might already have around the house if you're trying to save money. For instance, a 5-gallon bucket can make a great container if you just poke a few holes in the bottom. In my personal experience, and actually in my backyard right now, I'm using an old cooking pot, a barrel, and a wash basin for planters because I had them laying around the house and I wasn't using them for anything else. After you have your pots, you might need to buy some potting soil. This can be purchased in bags at the store, but if you have access to bulk compost, it's probably going to be more cost-effective depending on how many pots you're planning to start. Something I tend to do to help save money is to ask my friends if they're going to be purchasing any bulk compost, and usually someone I know does. I will take a bucket over to their house, fill it up, and then pay them for the soil that way to save money instead of buying potting soil at the store. Once you have your pots and your soil, it's time to plant your plants. Make sure not to crowd your plants when you're potting. Herbs with similar sunlight and watering requirements can be planted together in the same pot or planter, but you must make sure the pot's large enough to hold multiple plants. When I first started growing herbs, I placed my dill, parsley, basil, and sage in one large whiskey barrel planter. The dill and the parsley quickly started to take over the barrel, which required me to transplant the basil and the sage to their own pots and now all of them are doing well. The thing to remember is that all four of those herbs needed full sun, so it worked well to have them in the same planter. Another example is I have a planter with both cilantro and mint that are part shade plants that need about three to six hours of sunlight. They are doing very well in the same planter at the moment, and I'm keeping them pruned back so they don't take over one another. Once you have your herbs planted and in their spot, it is vital to make sure that you have good sun exposure. If you have a very sunny window spot indoors, this can work just as well. Some herbs need full sun of about six hours, such as the dill, parsley, sage, and basil that I mentioned before, or the part sun, which is three to six hours, such as the mint and cilantro. Given our Midwestern climate, when it gets to be summer and the days are consistently above 90 degrees, these pots may need to be moved to where they can get full morning sun and are partly shaded in the afternoon to avoid getting too hot or scorched. Keep this in mind if you're planting your herbs in the ground, where you're going to be planting them and how much sun exposure they're going to get throughout the summer. If you're planting your herbs in pots, it's important to remember to keep them watered regularly. 
You also need to water your herbs in the ground as well, but they're going to hold their moisture a little bit better. Check to make sure that your soil is moist. You do not want to overwater if there's standing water in the top or bottom of the pot or on the ground. A good rule of thumb is if the leaves are turning yellow, you're watering too much. If the leaves are turning brown or they're shriveling, falling off, then you're watering too little and you need to increase your frequency. The last important thing to remember is that herbs will need to be pruned regularly. If some herbs are not pruned, they will start to flower and then go to seed, which basically means that they will be reseeding themselves for the next season and therefore stop producing this season. When an herb goes to seed, it will also change the flavor of the herb, which is not ideal. Each herb has a different recommendation on how to cut and prune, so it may be beneficial to find a tutorial video online or a gardening book from your library to show you examples if this is your first time pruning that particular herb. I did this with cilantro as I wasn't having good luck in years in the past with pruning it effectively and it kept wanting to go to seed early in the season. I was able to find a video online and I learned how to trim it effectively so that this last growing season, I was able to keep it going throughout the entire summer. Also remember that herbs are hardy and they're difficult to kill. There have been many times that I thought I killed my basil plant only for me to cut it back and it was rejuvenated a few days later. So the more care and attention you give your plants, the better they typically do. And remember, many of them are perennials, and once they go to seed, they will reseed themselves and come back next year, so you can have a continual gardening experience with them. I have not always had a green thumb, and I still have a lot to learn, but I would like to leave you with a few tips of my own to increase your intake of herbs and your chances of growing them at your house. Then for the remainder of this episode, we are going to talk to a few people in my life who I've looked up to the most in regards to their gardening skills, my grandparents. First, remember, you do not need to be an expert gardener to start growing herbs. Second, choose one or two herbs that you use frequently. Basil or parsley is a great place to start, and just give it a shot. You're not going to learn until you try. As I mentioned before, there are many herbs that I have failed with, but I'm learning year after year and getting better as I go. As far as cooking with fresh herbs, here's a few tips you might find helpful. A spoonful of parsley with your scrambled eggs in the morning adds some nice color and flavor. You might try some cilantro on your next burger. Talk about taking the burger to the next level. It's absolutely delicious. Adding mint, cilantro, basil, or parsley to your next salad gives it a boost in flavor, and you're not going to need to use nearly as much dressing if you do this. A traditional go-to is to add some dill and parsley to your next batch of mashed potatoes, or really any potato dish for that matter. Trust me, it will impress your friends and family, and they'll ask you what you did differently, because it's that good. And my favorite is adding basil leaves to your next pasta sauce. Basil is so versatile and can be used in so many different recipes, which is why I recommend this herb as a starter herb to begin with. Without further ado, let's get to the most exciting part of this podcast, the interview I had with my grandmothers. You're first going to hear the chat I had with my grandma Janice, followed by my talk with my grandma Carol. Both had great advice on which herbs to grow, how to store, and how to dry them, and even some good cooking tips for this growing season. Enjoy.
What herbs are you currently growing? I have some herb sage that is growing in a planter out here with other green and white plants. I have a mimosa tree out here with a pot, and I got this idea from P. Allen Smith. He had suggested putting herbs in with your flowers, and so I have some lavender and some oregano that's mixed in a big pot out here with uh, petunias and some uh, oregano and lavender. And the lavender is uh, starting to bloom. It's just very fragrant out there. And then um, I have this big, I guess it's called a wine barrel that they use for plants. And um, I've had herbs before that we've planted in the garden, but I never was very good at taking care of them. The weeds, when the weeds took over, I just thought, oh, the heck with it. So uh, I decided that I would just do my herbs in pots. And so in the barrel, there are flowers, but around the barrel, there are smaller pots. And I have rosemary, I have basil, that's my absolute favorite, basil, parsley, chives, thyme, and oregano in those barrels. All right, and so from what I hear, you do a lot of them in containers instead of the ground. Right, and, and mainly that was because just the weeds. And what would you recommend for beginner gardeners as far as herbs go? Well, first of all, once you go shopping for herbs, and you take some of those leaves and you rub them in your hands and your fingers and you get a whiff of that, it'll just win you over. My favorite has to be hands down basil. There's nothing like fresh basil. Another of my favorite that is very easy to grow is rosemary. Even in the winter, you can bring it in the house and have a little sprig, a starter from your summer plant put it in some soil, start it with in water until it roots. Same with basil, you can start it in water and uh, put it on your kitchen counter just so it gets some light. You can keep that really fresh all winter, but that's very easy. I don't eat a lot of cilantro, but people tell me cilantro is really easy. Most herbs really, as long as you have them in good soil and they're getting enough sunlight and you keep them watered. What are your best tips for pruning or drying your herbs? Okay. Sometimes your herbs will just get so big that you'll want to keep them smaller. So what I can do is, if I want to prune that, cut off those stems, bring that to the house, wash it, just keep the leaves on the stem, put it on a drying mat, a paper towel, and let it thoroughly dry. Then take that and just lay it on a cookie sheet. Put that cookie sheet into the freezer for at least an hour, an hour and a half, so it's nice and frozen. And then you take it out, and you put those frozen stems into a baggie, label it, and keep it frozen. And that way, uh, just like if you, you can freeze strawberries like that too. Same with blueberries. Uh, make Just make sure they're dry. Um, put them on a cookie sheet. Freeze them until they're solid. Take them out. Put them in a baggie. They don't stick together. And the same with the rosemary. It won't stick together. You can take out a stem or a two. Uh, you know, let them thaw. And then you just strip off those leaves. You don't you don't cut the stems on rosemary, but it easily just strips right off. Your hands can, same with thyme. The thyme leaves will just come right off. You don't cut up the stem and put that in there. Sage can get a, a pretty good sized leaf on it. If you buy it in the grocery store, you'll notice that they have a, a good sized leaf. So one way you can preserve that is just um, at the end of the season, or if the sage is getting too big, you can cut it. 
put the stems together, just bind those stems with a string or a rubber band and just hang them somewhere in a, it can be a warm place, but just not in a lot of bright light and just let them hang upside down until they just dry on their own. If you're not familiar with thyme, it has a little teeny tiny leaf. What's recommended is that you just wash it thoroughly. Same with the, all these, you know, wash it first before you're doing that. Strip off those little leaves and just put them on a newspaper or if you have some kind of a rack that has more of like a screen on it so the little leaves won't fall through. And just let them thoroughly dry. Once you put them on a rack or a newspaper to dry, let them dry at least about three days. And then take those thyme leaves and put them in like an airtight jar. Make sure you label it and then that can go in just the pantry or your cabinet and use them all the way up until next summer. You know, they're really good for at least a year. Here's a couple of ways that you can store basil. The first one is microwave drying. So you can wash the leaves and on basil, you can remove the leaves. Wash them, lay your leaves on paper towel on a plate. Don't lay them on top of each other. They should just be a single, single layer. Then cover those with another paper towel and put them in your white microwave for at least three minutes. But after every 20 seconds, stop the microwave. If they're shrinking up and you need to kind of reposition the leaves so that there's lots of room. And then after three minutes, you take it out, let it cool completely, and they're ready to store whenever the leaves are just a little crunchy. But don't crunch them up. You just leave them whole leaf and put those into an airtight jar or an airtight baggy. Then you put those again in your pantry or your cabinet and then you leave those leaves whole because that helps retain all that good flavor. And then uh, be sure to label it and then you can have that for you know any of your cooking when just like your Italian cooking. Uh, if it says to use fresh then you'll probably want to use a little less of the dried. That will just be trial and error cilantro and dill it says i imagine you could do this with basil too take your stems with the cilantro leaves the dill the parsley it says blanch them and blanching means using boiling water and you just with your hand you can just kind of swish them around really you could hold those stems and just swish those leaves around in boiling water just for a couple of seconds then dip them right away into ice water and that stops the cooking right away you can let them dry and, well, I don't even think you have to let them dry. I think you can just put them right away into freezer bags and label them and just freeze them that way. Of course, you want to freeze them in what you think would be a serving. Be sure to label all of these because you'll never know after months what you'll think you'll remember, but you won't remember. So here's another way with basil and herbs. You can um, so chop it up very fine and then start sticking it into ice cube trays just about halfway up. Then take a measuring cup with some water and then fill up the rest of your ice cube tray. Put it in the freezer. After it's frozen solid, then put those little ice cubes filled with basil into a freezer bag and label it. And then you can take that out and use it however you want. This was a good idea too, but that I never thought about. Take that basil and put it in a blender or a food processor and add some olive oil. And then when you blend that, it turns into like a pesto. And again, put that in ice cube trays. Freeze it, 
once it's frozen solid and pop them into a freezer bag. You can also take some of that fresh herb and chop it up nice and fine and add it to some soft butter because you can pay a pretty good price for herb butter and you can make your own herb butter. But the only thing about herb butter is that you have to use it within maybe two weeks and always keep it refrigerated. Do you currently grow your herbs in containers or in the ground? I like to do containers. It's very easy to grow plants, tomato plants, all your herbs in containers instead of having to dig up the ground. What herbs do you recommend for someone who's beginning with gardening? Anything you would buy in the store, you can buy a pack of seeds, keep your seeds in the refrigerator, they will stay good for years. And instead of spending all that money, because they are quite expensive in little containers like rosemary and that, it's just stay with your basics. Is there one that grows more than others? Well, if you're going with your teas, you always want to do your teas in uh, containers because they are very prolific. They will take over a whole garden when you do your mints and spearmint teas and all that. Those have to be in containers. And what herbs do you feel are most versatile for cooking and canning? Probably parsley. I use a lot of parsley. And your onions, your chives, a lot of Italian seasonings like your thyme and your sage. And what are your best tips for pruning your herbs? Always leave a third. You can't just go and cut off everything. You've got to make sure you leave at least a third of all the leaves and stems on to keep the plant growing and reproducing. And any good stories to share with the listeners regarding growing herbs? Nope. <laughs> nope, nope. Just grow them. Have fun growing them. There's, it makes you feel good to, to grow something and then actually use it. Oh, and one good tip, when you're done for the year, let them go to seed and save your seeds for next year. I hope you enjoyed hearing some of those tips from my grandparents. In closing, I want to challenge each and every one of you to try a new herb this week and maybe even start up your own herb garden at home. Happy planting and happy cooking.